Guess who's back? Back again. Gala's back. Tell a friend. That was so tone deaf. Please forgive me. Um, <laughs> welcome back to Gala Loves Everything. I did not intend to take a several month hiatus. It just happened and my life kind of exploded, like in a good way, exploded and flourished at that time. And it's been amazing and I have so, so much to tell you. Um, but this is, this is not the time for that. Maybe we'll do like a life update at some point in the future. Let me know if you're interested in that or if it's just like, there's only like three people who care. Um, but today, in Gala Loves Everything, I'm really excited to talk to you about five of the things that have really expedited my personal growth journey and that have really set me up for success and made my life so magical. And, you know, sometimes when we're looking at someone's life, it's very tempting to chalk their success up to one thing, right? Like, oh, uh, they wake up at 4 a.m., therefore that's why they're successful, or they meditate every day and that's why they're successful, or they never deviate from their morning routine and that's why they're successful. But what I've discovered over the years is it's really more about what are the ingredients in the recipe of their life, right? Like what is the soup made of? Because it's never just one thing. As much as marketing may tell us it's one thing, my experience is that it is usually a mixture of things. And when I thought about what's really helped me, especially in like the last year, um, a few things really became clear to me. So we're going to talk through those five things right now. And I'm also going to give you ideas for how you can replicate those in your own life if you want to, if it sounds good to you. So the first thing on my list of things that have exploded my growth is hypnosis. And I've been doing hypnosis casually for a very long time. I was once upon a time at a speaker's retreat in New Mexico. Uh, this must have been, I want to say 2015, but maybe earlier. And when I was there, I met this woman called Grace Smith, who has since become a dear friend of mine. She's a very magical Pisces mermaid, and I just adore her. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to buy myself for my birthday last year, I decided that the best investment of my money was not buying a new pair of shoes or a handbag or a car, even though obviously those things would be fabulous. I decided the best thing to do would be to invest in weekly sessions with her to work through some of the things that I was struggling with. And I really was struggling with a lot of things. If I think about, you know, my 39th birthday around this time last year, I really was having such a hard time. And even though I'm all smiles on the internet, I was really struggling with some stuff. And something that is really apparent to me is that we really do need to ask for help and that no matter how well-versed you are in self-development, personal growth, etc., there is so much value in having a second set of eyes and a second brain on the things that are hard for you. And when you're looking for people to help you with things, my suggestion is that you look for people who already have what you want and are already able to, not even able to, are already expressing themselves or acting in the way that you want to act or express yourself. I, um, 
I really believe that that's so important. And Grace, to me, was somebody who was very in touch with her emotions, very comfortable expressing them, but at the same time has um, you know a loving marriage and children and a rock solid business. And I thought, you know, I want to learn. For me, it was about be getting in touch with my emotions and feeling my feelings and and all of those things. And I wanted to learn from somebody that was able to do those things, but also was playing a game similar to mine where it's like, yes, she's in business, she's doing big things. And I wanted someone who was able to hold those two things simultaneously. So anyway, long story short, she and I have been working together for a year now. We're almost at the end of our year's sessions, boo. And it has been so incredible. And when I look at my life, last year before I started compared to now, and I think about the results I've gotten and where I am in my life right now, I would have happily paid that amount of money to get this result. And again, it's not just the hypnosis, but it was such a huge help to me that I cannot not mention it. So there are lots of ways that you can play with hypnosis. You could look at videos on YouTube or on Insight Timer. You could download the Grace app and listen to her um, her hypnosis, which are they're just so good. She has the best voice on the planet. Or you could work with somebody one on one, and that is that's like the top tier of doing hypnosis. I think is working with someone individually to work on your specific issues, and I just love that approach. And actually, when I think about the things kind of on this list here, there's a couple of things where I'm working one-on-one with somebody. And that is my preference. Like I don't do group fitness classes. uh, I don't do group anything really. That's not my vibe. I really prefer to work with somebody one-on-one and get that individualized attention. It also makes me way more accountable. So that's you know your top tier option and you don't necessarily need to commit to somebody for a year but maybe you do a month long package or something like that and i really think that when i think about why this hypnosis has worked so well for me it's because i was consistent with it we were meeting every single week to work through things and it's the consistency and the commitment that makes the difference like you might want to get really fit, but you don't just go to the gym once and boom, you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It doesn't work like that. Anything that's worth doing is something you're going to have to do over and over and over again. And it's one of the reasons why I say that, you know, motivation is really not the most important tool in your arsenal. Your most important tool is discipline and being able to make yourself do the things you, you don't feel like doing right now. And I talk a lot about how feeling good is your job, and that's deeply important. I learned that from Abraham Hicks. I tell everybody that. I have it printed on tote bags, and feeling good is your job. But I think sometimes we get confused between the idea of feeling good in the moment, feeling good temporarily, versus feeling good in five hours, five days, five weeks, five years. So really, as much as we can get those quick, pleasurable hits, and those are fun, and there's nothing wrong with that, I think we want to be diverting most of our energy and most of our attention to the things that are going to make us feel good over time. And there's so much science and there's all these studies around the damage that we do to our brains when we're consistently looking for that quick dopamine hit. I read a book about it. I wish I could remember the name of it, but... 
it's, it is damaging to just be seeking those quick dopamine hits and, you know, scrolling Instagram is an example of that. When we don't have to put forth any effort to get a dopamine hit, it really does damage our brain and it kills off our pleasure receptors. It's, it's pretty crazy. So anyway, um, I think that choosing to do the thing that is not necessarily the most fun thing right now, but that is going to pay off later is a very important skill to acquire and practice. And let me tell you, like, I didn't always want to be in a hypnosis session every Wednesday morning. Sometimes I was like, I just want to write, or I want to walk around the marina or I want to X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. We don't always feel like digging into our subconscious mind, but the fact that I did it consistently and the fact that I was willing to look at the stuff that was like ugly or challenging or scary is what has contributed to the growth that I've experienced over the last year. The second thing on my list is tapping. And I know you're not surprised to hear me say that, but tapping has really changed my life. I've been tapping since 2006. That's 17 years. That is such a long time. And I've refined my practice massively. And I also, you know, have worked through so many layers and levels of my own bullshit. Like the amount of stuff I've cleared and rewired and changed is just massive. And you can see it in the early photos and videos of me compared to where I am today. It is like a different person. And I'm really proud of the transformation that I've had with tapping. So, you know, I recommend it to everybody because it's free, it's quick, and it's easy. And also in my experience, you know, it is the most powerful tool for rewiring your brain. And I've tried tons of them. It really is incredible. And again, just like with hypnosis, I really recommend that you consider working one-on-one with somebody because as much as it's great to tap with a group like we do in High Vibe Honey every Sunday, and by the way, if you have never joined us for High Vibe Honey or you were once a member and you've like fallen off, it's never too late to come back. We'd love to have you. The link is highvibehoney.com. And that's a really great place to get your feet wet with tapping and just get a taste of it and also kind of do your weekly energetic maintenance. You know, it's really good for that. But I definitely recommend if there's specific things you're wanting to work through that you do work one-on-one with a practitioner. And in Gala Darling Method, I've trained, I don't know, hundreds of people at this point who are incredible at tapping one-to-one. And they are just the nicest, most magical group of people and with such different specialties, everything from relationships to eating disorders, to finances, to the subconscious mind, to confidence, you name it, they got it um, in bucket loads. So, you know, tapping is definitely just like, if we're being so real, I don't know what my life would look like without tapping. And I don't want to, (laughs) like, it would not be cute. I know that for a fact because I know where I was in my life before I started and I know how deeply self-destructive I was. And man, the awareness I have, the rewiring I've done, the changes around what I think I'm worthy and deserving of are just so huge. Like they can't be overstated. So definitely in terms of growth, tapping is just, well, tapping is really at the top of my list, but I thought if I started with tapping, you'd be like, I know what she's going to say. So I thought I'd slip it in number two, but it really is number one for me. The third thing that I think has exploded my growth, and this one might surprise you, 
is living by myself. I lived with boyfriends, husbands, roommates for such a long time. And something I've really realized about myself is that when I'm around people constantly, I don't know what I think or feel about things. And this might be human design related. The only defined center I have is my throat. Everything else is open. So I feel like when I'm around other people, I'm taking on their stuff and I'm thinking about them and I'm kind of, you know, I'm collaborating with them. But the result of that is it often means I don't know how I feel or what I think about things. And I was just in Europe for a month with my very good friend, Madeline, who films almost all of my stuff for me and shoots my photos. She's so amazing. And she was great to travel with. But literally by the time I came back, I felt like I had no ideas. And it's because I wasn't spending any time by myself. And it was when I had a few hours to myself to lie in the tub and kind of do nothing that I went, oh, I remember who I am. I remember what I think. I remember what I feel. And I was able to get excited about things again. So for me, living alone has been such a beautiful treat. And the ability to design my own home and set it up the way that I want to and in a way that feels good to me has been just a really joyous occasion. And I so often get emails or messages from women who have broken up with their partners and they're feeling really intimidated and really scared. Like the time when you're single or even not single, but just living by yourself is one of the most potent times for you to get clear about who you are. Because there really is nobody else influencing you. And, you know, you get to go home at the end of the day and just fully be in your own energy. And to me, that is where the magic happens. I just love that so much. And so that's a really special thing to me. And look, I don't know how much longer I'm going to live alone. Spoiler alert. Um, like my circumstances are shifting. My life has shifted a lot. Um, so I don't know, but for now I'm just like, I'm really loving being in my own space and I'm just taking advantage of that as much as I can. And, you know, I know that not everybody has the ability to live by themselves, especially at this moment, but I really recommend that whenever you can, that's something that you do. Like I have a friend who recently broke up with his partner and he moved out of their home and into his own home like a little apartment. And I think I'm sure living with her was like more comfortable. I'm sure she probably like washed his clothes and like made him dinner and all those things. But the explosive glow up he had after he moved out was so massive. It was like absolutely undeniable. And, you know, being by yourself gives you such an opportunity to get clear about who you are and what you want and do all the fun things that you want to do on your own time. So living by myself has been incredible. And I've been living by myself since 2018. Um, when I left New York, I moved into a place by myself and I've lived alone ever since. And it has just been amazing for being able to get in touch with who I am and not having other people's energy color how I'm feeling or what I want to do with my time. The fourth thing on my list of things that have really accelerated my growth is personal training. And I have been working with a personal trainer since I was about 26 years old, maybe 25 even. I started training when I lived in New York and I literally have never given it up. I've had so many personal trainers 
Donovan, Tommy, um, Reese, Elliot. I mean, there's more. Kelly. I've had so many trainers and they've all added to my life in the most amazing way. And for me, training is partially it's about accountability because I know how important it is for me to move my body. And if there's not someone at the gym waiting for me, I know that I'm just not going to go. Like I just, it's not my thing. Um, and you have to know your weaknesses. Like for me, that accountability is a really huge part of it. But the other thing about working out for me is how good it is for my brain. Like even today, I sat down to record this podcast. I got like two points in and then I literally sat back in this chair like this and I went, I don't want to do this. I was so cranky and grumpy and just over it. I was just like sitting in the chair, rolling my eyes. And then I went to the gym. I worked out for an hour. I did some really challenging stuff and it completely changed my mood around just even five minutes into it. I already was like, Oh, life is good. Like what is the problem? So for me, it really helps me with managing my moods and feeling good. And, um, I think the other thing about training is it proves to you what you're capable of because the things that I'm able to do in the gym are things that my original identity as an asthmatic, sickly, unathletic person. I mean, it's completely at odds with who I believe I am now. And I'm really glad that I took the leap to consider changing my identity from being a sickly kid to being someone who's strong and capable and really confident in her body. And, you know, training is a funny thing because it comes in handy when you don't expect it. Like, when Madeline and I were in Rome and we were leaving, we were going to fly to Paris, we had to get our suitcases down this cobblestone alley to a van because the van was too big for the alleyway. And there was, we were staying in an Airbnb, so there was no one to help us. It was just on us. And I was really able to like hoof those suitcases over those cobblestones. And in fact, I did it so quickly that I then went back to get Madeline's bags and do hers. And literally I said, I yelled at her over my shoulder. I was like, this is why I go to the gym because I don't want to be in a situation where I feel physically weak or incompetent or unable to help myself. And it's really helped me have such a sense of self and groundedness, knowing that I can do hard shit, knowing that I can like move furniture in my house if I want to, or I can, you know, grab groceries or like I used to buy these big bags of dog food and I could like huff them up into the top cupboard, which was something, you know, I wouldn't be able to do if I wasn't working my body consistently. So personal training has been so big for me. And again, you may not be able to do one-on-one training with someone, but the amazing thing about this world that we live in is there's so many ways that you can scratch that itch. There are so many apps that you can use to basically train one-on-one with someone just in a recording. You can do YouTube videos, which are completely free. Like there are so many options. And you know, if you are someone who has a limited view of what your body is capable of, I cannot recommend enough that you just start to challenge yourself physically in new ways. And this is not to say that you should take up something that you hate. Like all of the exercise I do, I really enjoy. There's nothing as part of my repertoire that I hate doing, 
but just experiment with some different things and see what you like. And I promise you that it will completely change the way that you see yourself because you're consistently building proof that you are not a sickly, unathletic, weak, fill in the blank person. You actually are very capable. And actually, and the other thing about training that really helps me in life is it reminds me how important it is to have good, positive, like talk in your head. Because if you're lifting weights and your internal monologue is going, this is so heavy. This is so hard. I can't do this. I can't do anymore. I'm exhausted. Then you will find the next few reps really challenging. But if you notice yourself doing that and you're like, okay, I'm going to tell myself something else. And you tell yourself, I'm strong. I've got this. It's only two more. It's not a problem. Then you'll experience that it's so much easier than you thought it was going to be. And, you know, this is a practice that we can use in our real lives too, right? You can use that kind of talk when there's hard things with work or with your health or with your relationship or your friendships or anything. The way that you talk to yourself matters so much. So anything that you can do to push your body is going to pay dividends. Okay, finally, number five, I feel like you're not going to expect me to say this. So that's why it's such a good one to end on. I was at the hairdresser the other day. I went to a new hairdresser um, just to get a blowout. And the woman was a fan of mine, which was amazing and so surprising and not something I ever really expect in Orange County. And towards the end of the appointment, she said, what's the biggest lesson you've learned? And I knew what it was immediately. And it was that If you've cultivated the right people around you, then expressing vulnerability to them will only deepen your relationship with them. And I have been working on developing my vulnerability for the last year, maybe a little bit longer, but very consistently for the last year. It was a really big piece of what Grace and I were working on. And it kind of, I mean, we eventually got to vulnerability, but initially it was about feeling my feelings, like even getting access to them, even noticing that they were there, even noticing that I had them rather than being like, I'm fine. I don't have any needs. I'm good. So really for me, learning to feel my feelings and then to express my feelings and to soften holy shit, has been a huge journey for me. It was not something I was ever um, modeled. And it's something I've had to learn from scratch. And now I really have the ability to show my vulnerability to the right people. And that has completely changed and transformed my life. And so if you are someone who struggles with identifying your feelings, sharing them with other people, even if you're like, I don't know the difference really between a thought and a feeling, then I really recommend that this is an area that you dive into, jump into, because there is so much treasure in that. And I realize from doing all this work on vulnerability that I had never really been vulnerable with anybody ever. And I didn't even really understand what it was 
until I did all of this work on basically letting my subconscious mind know that it was safe to feel my feelings and safe to express them and safe to be vulnerable. And yeah, I have found that when you share your vulnerability with the right people, it so massively deepens the relationship in a way that only vulnerability can deepen a relationship. And it has enabled me to go so deep so quickly with people that it's it's almost like a magic trick. And now it's such a part of my nervous system. It feels so natural that I don't even really have to think about it. And that is an amazing gift because for you know, two years, I really, really struggled with that. And now I'm on the other side and it's so fucking amazing. And I'm so grateful that I decided it was something I wanted to work on. And I'm so grateful that I put so much work into it because it really has shifted things for me. And I know that you probably were not expecting me to give you that as number five, but truly it has been the biggest game changer for me. So those are my five things. And I would love to hear what your five things are that you feel have exploded your life in a positive way and what has really worked for you and helped you blossom into this version of yourself that you are today. And of course, there's more to do and more to change and more to evolve and that's never over. But what have you done that's really worked for you? I'd love to hear all about it. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, depending on whether you're watching or listening, I'd love you to do all that cool stuff like like it, thumbs up it, subscribe it, recommend it. You know, you take your pick, whatever you want to do. But the more that you can share this with other people and show us support that you're enjoying it and all of that is really helpful. And, you know, it would be nice to get a little bit of feedback on this considering I'm finally back after several months. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for bearing with me as I was gallivanting. I promise that when I give you my update, you'll be like, oh, got it. Worth it. Um, it really was worth it. But there you go. That is our episode. I love you so much. And I will see you next time. Bye.